Hi, I'm Heather, and I teach women all about finding joy in the life you live, experiencing the Holy Spirit's powerful transformation in your marriage, and gaining the support of sisters in Christ, women just like you, to encourage you along the way. I made the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies that are fully rooted in scripture, psychology, stories, and inspiration to help you and your marriage blossom. If you're a woman of Christ seeking a happy, loving, sacred marriage, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hi there, Heather here. Welcome to the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuning in because today I have such a powerful concept that can transform your thinking and the way you operate in your relationships for your love to blossom. Today, I'll show you how to grow in truth in yourself, in God, and in your relationships. First, I'll cover the differences between kindness and niceness and what the Bible says about it. And here's a hint. There's a big difference. And second, I'll deep dive into how you can self-identify when you are behaving nicely or kindly in your relationships across five common character traits. And third, I'll talk about how to overcome and grow from these challenges when you relate to one or more of these character traits. I'm so excited to share such powerful, transformative insight with you. So let's get started. The definition of nice is to be pleasant, agreeable, and polite. And the definition of kind is having or showing a friendly, generous, and considerate nature. Nice is all about keeping the peace in all circumstances, even if keeping the peace is not appropriate in a particular circumstance, such as a boundary being broken. It is about giving to someone in an attempt to make them love you. It's about giving with the hopes of getting someone's approval, even when what you are giving is not what you want. It is an attempt to control someone's view of you, even though, as we've learned, the only person that you have control over is yourself. I love psychologist Dr. Margaret Paul's definition of this. It's a bit long, but it's a really important concept to understand, so stay with me here. Being nice instead of kind occurs when we attempt to make another like us, love us, or approve of us through some form of compliance, caretaking, niceness, or seductiveness. We may act like we agree with someone and attempt to control their view of us. We may give gifts in the hope of gaining approval. We may go along with what another wants, even if it's not what we want, such as making love when we don't want to, spending time with someone when we would rather do something else, paying for things we don't want to pay for, not buying things we want to buy, or even having a child when it's not what we want, in the hopes of getting another's love and approval, or at least avoiding disapproval and rejection. We may even convince ourselves that we are being loving when we give ourselves up in these ways, but love has no price tag attached. When we give in order to get approval or avoid disapproval, we are manipulating. Our true intent is to take or avoid rather than to give. It's only when we offer something for the pure joy of offering it that we are truly giving from a place of love. So Dr. Margaret Paul's explanation is an excellent description of the difference between being nice and being kind. Niceness is giving with the intent to take, like receiving approval, 
or avoiding, like attempting to keep the peace, whereas kindness is giving with the intent of giving for pure joy and truly from a place to love. This way of being nice instead of kind is a way to control someone else to protect ourselves. It all derives from false beliefs that are controlling our lives. I go into detail about what many of these false beliefs are in episode four, The Recipe for Love to Grow, and I encourage you to listen in on episode four after this to gain more awareness around these false beliefs that may you, you may be operating by and causing you pain. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, John writes, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but in action and truth. And I really love how this is written in the Amplified Bible, so I'll share this with you as well. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, giving lip service, but in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. God doesn't want you to be nice or giving lip service with words. He wants you to love with kindness through truth and sincerity. This single verse has such a deep meaning in that you must practice love through truth. You will also notice the fruit of the spirit specifically includes niceness and does not include uh, specifically includes kindness and does not include niceness because there is a very big difference there. So when you are being nice to someone instead of being kind to them, you're likely giving too much of yourself in the relationship at your own expense. You're putting someone else's feelings above your own putting the importance of someone else's feelings above your own and feeling responsible for them is one of those false beliefs that can control you and cause you pain. So again, tune in to episode four for more about false beliefs. When you are being nice to someone instead of being kind to them, you're not being honest with others about what you need and maybe you're not even being honest with yourself about what you need. Over time, this will make you feel invisible. And because you can't control others, even when attempting to do so, there is no guarantee of receiving the love that you're expecting and trying to receive in return. If you're being nice instead of kind, you're giving up yourself with no guarantee of anything in return. It's really a losing situation. But when you are truly loving with no expectation of being loved back, You are not dependent on others being loving back. This means you are defining your own worth and not defining your worth and value through receiving love from your spouse. It means uh, that it begins with defining your own worth and value within yourself. I highly recommend you check out episode two to start learning who you are and your value in Christ to go a little bit deeper here. Again, that's episode two. So one of the trickiest problems with understanding being nice versus being kind is identifying this behavior within ourselves. Typically, because you may be operating under false beliefs, like someone else's feelings being more important than your own, you might not even realize that you're being nice rather than kind in your relationship. So let's dig into the five character traits for you to self-identify whether you're being nice or kind in your marriage and as i talk through them be honest with yourself don't judge yourself give yourself some grace as you self-reflect on whether you're nice and kind in each of these five areas and know that these are very very common 
ways that most people struggle in one way or another. So be open-minded and honest so that you can be open to personal growth in these areas for yourself and your marriage. We'll cover what these five character traits are, the fears that are associated with them, and then simple things that you can do to overcome them. These five traits include one, people-pleasing, two, difficulty in setting boundaries, three, getting into one-sided relationships, four, feeling overly responsible, and five, difficulty separating your emotions. Let's start with the first, people-pleasing. Stop and really think about it. Are you people-pleasing with the expectation of getting what you want in return? People-pleasing is about being nice as a means to give in order to get. This is pleasing someone to get their approval. People-pleasing is an unhealthy need for someone else's approval of you. This is you defining your value in someone else's approval of you rather than your own approval of yourself defined from your own value. If you're a people pleaser, you will identify this by having a hard time knowing what you need in your relationships and being extremely uncomfortable with others offering to help because at the core you feel undeserving. If this is you, you likely find value in yourself by helping others and avoid asking for what you need. This comes from a fear of upsetting others and as a result, you deny your own needs. It's also common that you may not even know what you need if you're people-pleasing. If this sounds familiar to you, start finding ways to take care of yourself too. This doesn't mean you need to stop giving altogether. Remember, you can be kind out of being truly loving without expecting anything in return. But when you take care of yourself, you will be stronger and happier knowing what you need and having those needs met. If people-pleasing is a trait you relate to, uh, I encourage you to check out episode three, Loving Yourself First. The second trait to understand about whether you're being nice or kind is having difficulty in setting boundaries. A boundary is about setting a limit on yourself so that you can decide what you participate in and when to walk away. This is an area that I personally once struggled in and have since grown immensely in building healthy relationships and healthy boundaries into my marriage. So boundaries are not about getting someone else to change their behavior. That's why they're so powerful. They're about the choices that you make in response to someone else's behavior. You set a limit on what you will tolerate and how you will respond. If you're staying in a relationship for too long, When it doesn't feel safe or you're putting up with behavior from your spouse that others find unacceptable, you are very likely struggling with boundaries and being nice instead of being kind. So if establishing and enforcing healthy boundaries is an area to grow in, remember that relationships should not put you at risk physically or emotionally. When you are nice instead of kind, boundaries may be challenging because you assume that others won't like your boundaries. But when you communicate your needs clearly, your marriage has more honesty and there will be a natural give and take that allows for your love to grow. Setting boundaries helps you take care of yourself no matter what your situation. Start small by trying to say no with people that you feel safe with, even in small ways to build your confidence. If boundaries are a challenging area for you, I encourage you to check out episodes five and six 
This is where I share my own personal story of when I struggled with boundaries in my own marriage and how to grow this weakness into a strength. In episodes five and six, I talk all about how to create healthy boundaries in your marriage. So check it out. The third trait is getting into one-sided relationships. This happens when you give too much and your spouse constantly is needing your rescuing. One-sided relationships happen from your need to be needed, but it can't last forever because eventually you'll get to a breaking point from ignoring your own needs in the relationship. Remember, looking for validation outside of yourself only gives you a temporary fix that makes you feel good in the moment, but what you really need is to gain value in who you are at the core so that you can feel good within yourself at all times and not rely on someone else to give you that confidence temporarily. The false belief at play here is that your needs will be met because you're constantly meeting other people's needs. But the reality is that if you're constantly giving to other people from being nice, not kind, they will come to expect this from you without offering anything in return, and it's really unlikely that your needs will be met at all. So if you relate to experiencing one-sided relationships, check out episode two and learn how to create your own personal mission statement that defines your value and who you are in Christ. And the fourth character trait, if you're being nice instead of kind in your marriage, is feeling overly responsible for people, places, or things. You may feel like it's your job to handle everything. You may be the person that people always reach out to when they're in crisis, often taking responsibility for their situation. This unfortunately encourages others not to do their fair share. So if you're struggling with feeling overly responsible, you might identify with this by blaming yourself and obsessing over what you could have done differently. You might be struggling with perfectionism, which triggers feelings of shame from your obsession of your mistakes and feeling the pressure to be perfect. So if you relate to feeling overly responsible in the way that we just described, remember that you can only accept responsibility for your part and that obsessing over past mistakes will not change the outcome. I think it's important to recognize when you've made a mistake to gain this self-awareness and to prevent yourself from making the same mistake again in the future, and while at the same time offering yourself grace, acceptance, and love. God forgives you freely, so let go of the shame and guilt, give it to God, and focus on what you can do differently next time and move on. Lastly, and the fifth area to understand about whether you're being nice instead of kind is having difficulty separating your emotions from your spouse. So this can appear in two different ways. One, from an unstable self-esteem and two, a hypervigilance in reacting to others' emotions. So you may be getting confused about how you see yourself with how others see you, and you may be operating under the false belief that you are responsible for other people's feelings and that you should feel what others feel. So if your spouse is upset, so are you. And if you're doing this and you're confusing your feelings with your spouse's feelings, this will lead you down the path to begin doubting your own feelings which prevents you from being able to trust yourself. And this can happen when your self-esteem is based on what other people think and you rarely feel confident in yourself. 
If you're identifying and relating to this area, you may also be hypervigilant about other people's emotions and assume that others are upset with you even when that is not the truth or reality of the situation. This thinking pattern usually stems from an unsafe environment during childhood when you needed to take the emotional temperature of everyone in the room in order to stay safe. If you had this experience in childhood, remember that you are you're an adult now and you're safe and what other people think is not always about you and most likely isn't. Most people are busy thinking about themselves. So if you're obsessing about something and can't let it go, check your assumptions and whether they're coming from false beliefs. It's important to recognize that we are all children of God and that we're all flawed in different ways. So the likelihood that you identified with being nice instead of being kind in your relationships in one or more of these five character traits is very, very high. Most people do. What we need to do is have self-awareness of these areas of weaknesses so that we can have the opportunity to grow and seek the Holy Spirit in guiding us to transform these areas of weaknesses into areas of strength. One of the themes throughout the Bible is that of truth. 1 John chapter 8 verse 8, sorry, 1 John chapter 1 verse 8 reads, "If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us." God wants you to live in truth and learn about these areas of weaknesses in yourself. He offers you grace, forgiveness, and guidance through the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and live out his will and wonderful plans for you. In addition to all this, I also believe there's meaning in the order of the fruits of the Spirit as they're listed out in the Bible. I believe that in order to operate in the Spirit and have one of the fruits of the Spirit in your life, you must also have the preceding one first. So for example, love is listed as the fruit, fruit, first fruit of the Spirit and joy is listed as the second. You must have love before you can experience joy. In this case, kindness is the fifth fruit of the Spirit and comes after love, joy, peace, and patience. This means in order to have true kindness in your marriage and in your relationships, kindness that is offered from the intent of pure joy and given from a place of love, we must first have love, joy, peace, and patience in our lives. Only once you have the love, joy, peace, and patience will we then be able to experience and offer kindness to others. Okay, friends, today we learned the difference between niceness and kindness, uncovered and self-identified the five character traits that prevent you from offering true kindness, and talked about the ways to overcome our assumptions, false beliefs, and fears that are causing us to be nice instead of kind. Though easier said than done, as always, I say, the best things in life require effort. So take what you've learned today about yourself and one or two character traits that you can improve in yourself and seek God's grace and the Holy Spirit's guide us to not let us love with our words and speech, but in action and in truth, as John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. I know you've got this. And through God's strength, I'm confident you'll have what it takes to be kind, not nice, communicate your needs, and depend on self-worth, your own value, and God's love. I can't wait to see you next week. Same time, same place. 
Looking to dig in deeper to have a happy, loving, sacred marriage? Visit marriagegrace.com for more resources and tune in every Thursday for new, simple, actionable strategies to help you and your marriage blossom. Thanks for joining me on Marriage Grace with Heather. See you next time and God bless.